I definitely don't want those posts to go out the wrong way. So, well, hey everyone, I am Jim Gast and uh, I'm with Splicenet Consulting and joining us here today on No Law Firm Look Behind. We really appreciate it. I'm a 25 year veteran of law firm technology and security, and I meet a lot of incredible people uh, through my through my uh, my career as a law firm technology person. And one of the most exciting people I've met is this guy right here, David Lefton. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. David, I, I couldn't be more excited to have you. This is just a highlight. We've known each other for a while. And uh, and so to, to kind of have you on my show, sitting in the chair that you're sitting in proverbially, uh, you know, is kind of exciting to me and for me to see where you've come and go. But you know what? I, I will never do any of my guests justice by introducing them. So would you just take a moment or two just yeah. to tell everybody about yourself? Well, sure, Jim. And likewise, it's been uh, great to know you over the years. Um, and uh, well, I'm David Lefton. I uh, am a native Cincinnati, Cincinnatian. I was born here um, and, uh, you know, attended high school here. I went to Seven Hills High School for those familiar uh, with, with Seven Hills. And, uh, you know, there I, I, I went away for, for college uh, to Bradley University on a on a scholarship and uh, University of Dayton is where I uh, got my law school uh, in and uh, been practicing in, in Cincinnati my, my entire career. Um, originally, um, you know, I, I worked with a firm, became a, a partner there um, known as, you know, Arden Lefton, Lazarus and Marks. And, uh, oh, approximately 2007, I had the opportunity to merge my practice in with uh, this firm, Baron Peck, Benny, and Schlemmer, um, and um, you know I've been here here since. Great group um, of attorneys, by the way. Great oh well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed enjoyed it. I have some great partners, or great you know great great attorneys, and very good at what they do. Um, yeah. So your practice area, David, is an interesting one, and it really plays well with the top the, the topic today of having a service mindset as an attorney, right? Um, and, and we talked about this a little bit, you know, if you think about it, your practice area estate planning, um, it, the results of that don't always, and there's some cases where it does benefit your direct client. Instead, it directly, it directly benefits most of the time, someone else, a loved one, a family member, you know, somebody they care about, so on and so forth. And, and it's a selfless area. Would you kind of talk about why you picked uh, estate planning when you were younger? Well, sure, Jim. And, and I should have mentioned probably in the introduction that I'm married and have uh, two daughters. Okay. And, you know, as a as a father and a husband, one of the most important things to me is them, um, mm -hmm. if not the most important thing in, yeah. my, in my life. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, I view when a, a client comes in and wants to do estate planning, that it's the most important thing for them as well. And it's, you know, truly an honor and a privilege to, you know, be able to assist families, you know, benefit, you know, best benefit their, their own families. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, part of the privilege of it. You know, the other reason is I, I truly like the area of estate planning and, you know, practicing in that area. You know, I've, I've met a, a lot of very interesting people, um, you know, through that process. And it, 
you know, estate planning is, you know, sort of a life process uh, in a lot of respects and, and you know, following through with uh, families from the first time they come in to follow up tweaks they want to make to their plan. And then later and ultimately, um, you know, unfortunately everyone passes on and then dealing with their their children and and that. So it, it it's truly been a, I'm blessed to have found an area that I, I enjoy so much and um, that, that, you know, clients trust me to help them with the most important thing in their life with them. Yeah, I, I tell you, it is absolutely a service uh, area of practice. Not that, not that others are not, please don't misunderstand. There's service in every area of law, but this one in particular, um, it, it's because it doesn't necessarily benefit that client. It's somebody else, you know, it, it goes along well. And so let's just talk about the 800 pound gorilla in the room. You're the Ohio State Bar Association mm -hmm. president. I was so excited to see you run. I was at, uh, remember, I think we saw each other up at the bar in Columbus, you were running and I, I was given a, given a CLE, I think. And, uh, and I found out that day you were running. I was so, so excited mm -hmm. for you. I even did a selfie next to your cutout. Do you remember that? Right. Yeah. I remember uh, during campaign, they give each uh, of the candidates uh, space to, you know, to put up uh, their poster. And um, in my case, it was a, a cutout and, and, and things along that line. And you were one of many of colleagues who did that. It was <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, how often do you see a fathead, you know, and I don't mean your, a fathead really kind of like a uh, thing. And if you don't know fatheads are, go look them up. But uh, but that was fun. And and so, you know, that was really I mean, this is like like kind of like to me and I'm not an attorney. So, you know, you're welcome to correct me. But the pinnacle, I mean, you really started, though, um, chairing uh, groups like the ABA GP solo division. Right. Yeah, that is correct. I you know, what, early on in my my career, I was very fortunate to have, um, you know, a mentor, uh, a law partner who. Um, was very involved in bar association work first with the Cincinnati bar and, and ultimately he um, was involved in the Ohio bar and served on the board of governors. And, you know, as a, as a young attorney, um, you, you know, your, your more senior attorneys, mentors are extremely valuable. And, you know, quite honestly, when we're young, we have a lot of things going on. We're newly married, we're raising a family and, you know, time, uh, there's a lot of conflicts in time, but he, you know, was after me, you know, as a member of the bar, but really not engaged in the sense of, you know, providing any service or, or give back to the profession. And, you know, he kept after me, kept after me, and he finally got me to go to a meeting. And I, um, and he also was able to, you know, get me on the council for the solo small firm uh, section at the Ohio State Bar Association. And uh, sort of a funny story, um, and one of the reasons I really got engaged so quickly is I, I had a funeral that, that morning and uh, the, the meeting was in Cleveland. So it was about a you know, five hour drive or so. And this was, you know, probably in the early nineties, long before GPS and other things. I probably had a triptych or, you know, something along that line or a map and off I went to Cleveland, which I was really unfamiliar with the downtown area at the time. And, uh, um, I arrived about 20 minutes late to this meeting and uh, a gentleman who later became a really good friend uh, was chair of that uh, section said, you're late. Uh, so you get our boobies prize. You get to chair um, our economic study 
um, and uh, I'll go, okay, get off game. And so <laughs> I, I was like, you know, indoctrinated with, you know, feet under fire. Um, and that, and that study went on to win the ABA national bar project of the year award, which, wow. you know, connected me at that point with the solo small firm division of the, of the ABA. So that sort of was the genesis, the start of getting involved in, in the bar association. So I, I don't know if anything could go faster. It's sort of like hitting a hole in one on the first hole of golf. You just sort of, some people would quit and not go on, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I truly, you know, had a great experience with that and became really good friends with, you know, a lot of the, the folks at, at the Ohio bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I'm going to give a shout out to all our bar associations in, in the greater Cincinnati area. We're, we're blessed with incredible people at the NKBA, CBA, um, OSBA, Dayton Bar Association, and the list goes on, right? Warren County Bar Association, Butler Bar. I mean, they're just, they're great bar associations. They really are. We were blessed in Ohio. We have, you know, oh, gosh. Great, probably one of the best state bars in the country. Yeah. And certainly some of our local bars are, are excellent as well. And highly regarded across the country, highly regarded, all of them, yeah. highly regarded. So, you know, it, it certainly this service mindset that, and, 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 and by the way, we talked about the service mindset, right? And, and you really don't think like that, do you? Like oh, you not, have a service mindset. not at all. I, I, I mean, I hope you could tell in describing how, you know, the process of winning that award that it's fun. And mm -hmm. that's that's why I do it. Both the I find the work interesting that we do as volunteers, and I also find, you know, the social aspect, getting to know fellow council members uh, or, or board members. Um, and, um, you know, it, it really has, I, I think, rounded out in my career in a way that I couldn't have imagined uh, coming out of law school and as a, as a, a young lawyer, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, I joined because it, I, it was the thing to do when I, you know, when I graduated law school in the, in the 1980s to support the bar, to be a member of it. Um, and I still think that's very valuable and everyone should do that. But, um, you know, to get involved, there's, there's just so many different things you can do. I think there's something for, for everybody, um, you know, at the bar association. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it's really definitely. Um, well, I told I told you this, right? I don't really think about running as something I have to do, right? I love to run, so therefore I do it, and I enjoy it, and I get a lot out of it. Um, it's it's got to be the same in, in you know serving. Nobody ever thinks to themselves coming. At least I don't think coming out of law school. Oh, I'm going to go be a chair of this, this, oh. you know, this, do they? No, not at all. I, I, you know, farthest thing from my mind, I, you know, when you come out of law school, you're, you're, you're committed to, you know, your first job and, you know, hopefully making partner and um, all, all the, those things. And, you know, the bar associations there um, and certainly you'd like to do it, but it isn't necessarily the, the priority at that point. And today it's even more complicated. I mean, the cost of school and education these days and, you know, the debt that a lot of these students have is, you know, wasn't something, you know, that, you know, my generation really had it, it as it wasn't that much to go to, you know, school in those, those days. But, right. um, 
you know, my, my goodness, it, it's, it's fun, whether it's, you know, at the, at the bar association or doing stuff in the community, such as uh, volunteering at the food bank or Ronald McDonald house uh, or Cincinnati arts association. It's, it's all about fun. And if, if it's fun, we, we tend to do things that we like. Yeah. If you consider it work, it's not going to get, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to be an effort that you feel like you have to do. If you, if you're doing it just because, well, look, you said it yourself, you made lifelong friends, right? That's a value in and of itself. It is. I mean, it's, um, you know, we've, Karen and I, my wife, we've vacationed with some of them. We've, Mm. uh, see them, you know, certainly they're natural runoffs. Sometimes you go to an ABA meeting on a, another part of the country or, um, you know, it's, it's nice to extend those meetings with personal time and, and they're, you know, they've become a lot of fun and, uh, doing great things for, for, you know, the bar and our profession. So, so let's circle back to, um, uh, your, your professional practice, right? I mean, you know, you wouldn't be doing, well, you'd probably, if, if it was, I know you, you'd be doing a lot of other things, even if you weren't an attorney, I guarantee you that. But let's circle back to your practice area for a second. Are there, you know, it's a rewarding career. It's rewarding, you know, area of law. Uh, Very, in my opinion, again, service oriented. You don't do it with that mindset. You do it for other reasons. Um, But do you have a couple of examples of how you may have helped somebody in a situation or in, you know, and, and how important estate planning is can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll maybe talk about it in a couple aspects. One is the most practical that that is, I think it's important for everyone to have an estate plan. And, you know, for me, it, it's so important. I love hearing when clients say when the planning is done that, oh, this wasn't nearly as difficult as I thought it was or heard it would be. Um, or after the client passes on their children saying, boy, my parents were really, you know, prepared. This wasn't as difficult or as hard as I've heard others have having to do it. So that, that, that to me is, you know, you know, so important what I try to accomplish with each of of my clients. But, you know, in, in other respects, sometimes I'm not the attorney who, you know, made the plan. Um, and you know, so we're, we, you know, like anything else in business, you, you, you handle the situation as it, as it needs to be. And I've had, you know, probably one of the cases I will always remember is a situation where, um, you know, a, a, you know, a couple went to Portugal on a vacation, one of those type of vacations of a lifetime traveling Europe. And, um, they were in an auto accident, which the wife, you know, was, was killed. Um, the husband survived and was injured as well and, um, came back, he got a hold of me and, you know, the, my initial work was probate to, to probate her estate. Um, but there was also a personal injury claim, a wrongful death claim for, uh, the spouse and, you know, the accident happened in Portugal. So, um, you know, it, it, through my connections at the ABA, I was able to, uh, find this client an attorney in uh, Portugal who spoke great English and um, was a litigator, uh, handled these types of cases. And I sort of ended up co-counseling with him uh, this case over in uh, in Portugal. And um, largely because a lot of the damages that we had pulled together were here. 
Um, so for, for the trial, um, you know, we went over to, um, you know, our economist was, you know, an economist at Xavier University, the psychologist who treated my, my client um, was from here in, in Cincinnati. So we went over as a group uh, to try this case and work with the attorney we retained over there. And it was just a fascinating process to the extent that Portugal is unlike the United States. They don't have a right to a speedy trial. It took about three years for this you know, case to come to, to trial. Over there, they merged the criminal and the civil case together. And the, the prosecutor was responsible for the proving negligence. And uh, our portion of the trial was uh, putting on the damages. But we had a successful outcome. And, you know, it's a case I will always, uh, always remember. Um, so that's, you know, part of what I like about estate planning, too, is, you know, dealing from the ranges from being practical and helping families with day to day, you know, matters uh, to situations that are, are, are like that, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and you've got an individual that's grieving and in this situation. And because you were able to do what you did, you made their lives a little bit easier. No, you're, you're never going to recover the loved one. Right. Right. No, but, it's, uh, but surely that had to have been a, a you know, a, a burden off of their chest. I, I think a tremendous one. They didn't know where to turn to. Yeah. You know, when I originally met the surviving spouse in that case, and um, you know, it, it was complicated. It's, it's mm -hmm. not something that even I handle daily. It was something I had a that challenged me to to think outside the box, to to get the help I needed, to you know, organize this case, to pull pull a legal team together, to you know, to put this you know successfully try this matter. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we didn't talk about this before, but it just came to my mind. Right. And I know you'll be fine with this. And so if if you were to rec recommend any family to for these implements, right, of estate planning, where would you start? Where would you suggest? Well, you know, I, I think it starts with, you know, contacting, um, you know, an attorney to, um, you know, find out the, the process. And, you know, when a client contacts me, the first thing I do is, is sort of introduce them to the, you know, concept of um, estate planning mm -hmm. and what a lot of people are trying to do. And I have clients, um, you know, fill out a fairly simple questionnaire um, because most people today want to avoid probate. That's how we make it simple uh, on, on the back end of the thing, either for a surviving spouse or the children or ultimate beneficiaries. Um, whoever they may be. And um, it's, it's real crucial to have a real good handle on what the assets are. And from there, I, I can review with clients the options uh, available to to avoid probate. Mm -hmm. And and it extends beyond that. I mean, it, it also probate, you know, state planning involves planning for life and making sure clients have the appropriate powers of attorney and living wills, um, if they want those and things of that nature, um, you know, so they have a team in place to help them while they're living, if they become ill yeah. or have an accident. Yeah. Yeah. And so David, I'm, I'm going to put this up here right now. I, I think that, you know, I, I've always thought you're fantastic. And when, when my mom passed, I talked to two attorneys, right. 
um, you and, and, and Bill Graff, right. Who's just awesome. I'll say his name. I love him to death. He's a great attorney. He is. You were the first two that, that told me, told me what I needed to hear. And it wasn't the news I wanted to hear because my mom didn't have an estate plan. Right. She, they drafted the will. They, they just didn't execute it. Um, and, and I'll tell you something, um, you know, I wasn't in the, in, in a mindset I needed to be in to make good decisions at the time. I lost my mom. Right. And so, you know, at least even though she didn't have that talking to you. Okay. That really helped me put my mind straight. Okay. Here's what has to happen. Here's what can't happen. Um, and, and I watched a video of yours uh, last week that said, if you don't have an estate plan, if you don't actually have an estate plan, you do, but you don't know it. You want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, you know, Ohio law um, provides absent a will or a trust that you know governs the distribution of your assets. What in fact will happen with your assets? And you know, believe it or not, it, it's in all situations, it's not what uh, clients uh, would imagine it would be. And you know, sometimes they're awful surprised to hear, "Boy, why doesn't the surviving spouse get all the assets?" <laughs> um, they do in some cases, but not in all cases. And, um, you know, what, you know, why are stepchildren treated one way, you know, that you, you can go on with the different scenarios that, you know, families today, um, you know, have, um, yeah. and so, you know, the Ohio law, the Ohio revised code does provide a, a distribution scheme. Um, even if you don't have your own, own, own estate plan. So lack of a decision is still a decision. Nevertheless, you know, it is, it is and it's just true. it's just somebody else's somebody else has decided for you what ha- what happens for your your the ones you care about afterwards and your and your uh, your assets and such. So, well, David, uh, I, I got to tell everybody, you know, there's David's contact information at the bottom. David, that the, the website, davidlefted.com, it's a good website. You got a lot of good resources there. A lot of good well, resources. Well, thank you. Yeah, you'll find a blog there, which I you know, you can go to, and if you just want to, you know, yes, earlier, how do you get started? Well, if you wanted to also do some reading and things like that about estate planning, there's some articles there that I think help with that. Um, and you can also contact me through the website. Uh, I have a lot of uh, uh, clients who have scheduled appointments uh, through the website because directly into my my calendar. So, um, you know, and I, I offer, you know, Zoom meetings if it's uh, more convenient up front, uh, you know, to do that, um, and or certainly uh, we're conveniently located in Oakley as well, um, with free parking and things along that line. So uh, nice office. Too. Always Very happy nice. to, to meet with clients in person. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and and so I definitely follow David on LinkedIn as well. David, I follow you on LinkedIn. I don't hit your blog, uh, your website enough, but I do see on LinkedIn. Um, and I can't remember when it was, but the uh, the art the blog about uh, Prince's estate was really good. I like that one. Yeah, I them, right? I'm one of the guys that actually reads them. I, I find it, you know, I've done, it's been a while since I've, I've done them, but, um, you know, because of COVID and other things, yeah. but I used to do some, uh, you know, client seminars and things like that. And I found from doing that and from those clients that they love to learn from celebrities. They find it, you know, the mistakes that celebrities make uh, in their estate planning, they learn from, they listen yeah. to because it's of interest to, you know, to them. Uh, the fact that Abraham Lincoln didn't have a will or uh, other people who are so prominent didn't take care of things, uh, you know, 
blows you away, really. Isn't that funny? Because these Isn't are people funny? you would think would would have it all 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 covered. So, David, I, I tell you what, I, I again, I I can't vocalize the appreciation I have for you being on the show today. Um, and I want to I want to also promise I'll get you a copy. We talked before. Uh, he, he hasn't found, or I thought I sent him a copy, but I'm going to make sure he gets a copy of the No Law Firm Left Behind magazine. First edition, by the way, this is the one you want to keep, right? I won't be on all the covers, I promise. I want people to actually read it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but no, if you haven't got a copy of No Law Firm Left Behind the magazine, uh, comment in any of the platforms in which you, you, uh, you see this video or listen to it, and I'll make sure you get it. David yeah, is a yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Plug it. And Jim, I, I I need to share with you too. The Ohio Lawyer. Um, um, that's our trade magazine that uh, yeah. featured me when I became uh, president of the of the association. And uh, you know, you can find that online too um, yeah. by by googling you know David Left in Ohio Bar. Yeah, uh, should come up as well for folks who may want to read a little bit more about me and and my practice. I'll trade you copy. Sells that. That's great. Well, listen, David, you're a member of No Law From Left Behind on LinkedIn. It's an exclusive group. We post all these videos and uh, and other things in this group. Uh, you've got to be a lawyer, a legal professional uh, to join the group. But unfortunately, they don't give us pretty URLs. So um, you just have to go to LinkedIn and search for No Law From Left Behind. You'll probably find a page and you'll find the group. Just request to be a member of the group. David also... Um, we post these uh, these these videos go to audio and they go to podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, just a whole lot of different platforms. The link below right here will get everyone uh, to a landing page that has a links to all the podcasts of the various platforms. So um, I'm excited. Also, next week we have someone you know, Robert Ziegler from the Northern Kentucky Bar Association. He's the president of the NKBA. Uh, he's going to be on the show. So two bar association presidents back to back. How exciting is that? No, oh, that's that's great. That's wonderful that um, you know, you know you're bringing us on. And thank you for the opportunity to um, you know speak with you today. Hey, listen, I really appreciate it. Everyone, have a great week. Remember, no law from left behind every Tuesday, ten thirty Eastern time. You can find us on LinkedIn. Take care.